Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 586, March 24th, 2021. 76 degrees was the high for this date in 1939. And it was eight below in 1965. And we have an ice out today. White Bear Lake had ice out on this day in 1987. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Did you see where Kamala Harris accepted Bill Clinton's invitation for a one-on-one conversation about female empowerment? Come on. And Jordy notes, that's like Jaja Gabor having a discussion with O.J. Simpson on the topic of maintaining a healthy marriage. <laughs> oh, hey, I have to laugh. Oh, how you doing? Was, it, was she on, her, on Bill's podcast? Oh. Don't tell me he's got one, too. Oh, yeah. I've actually no. listened to a little bit no. of it. It's uh, it's not bad, actually. Reavers, but she was on his lap. Boom. <laughs> Who doesn't have a podcast? I've met a lady that has one about her cats. Boys, I, 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 can't, uh, I can't ever make the argument that uh, a fellow like this uh, boulder shooter uh, should have been allowed to own a weapon. Uh We've got to figure out a way to prevent disturbed people from owning weapons. I don't think that infringes upon my Second Amendment rights. This guy had red flags flying all over the map, including back to high school, where he got kicked out for beating up a kid. He was reported to be sullen, and his his family saw him with this thing, and they didn't do anything about it. He bought it a week ago. I would love to know the process he had to go through because it wasn't stringent enough. Yeah. Well, let's first of all, let's call him what he is. He's a criminal, and yep. criminals shouldn't have uh, firearms, even though evidently from what I've read, he doesn't have any sort of criminal history. So what you're talking about here is the red flag law, which already exists, and let me read from the thing so I don't get it wrong. In the United States, a red flag law is a gun control law that permits police or family members to petition a state court uh, to order the temporary removal of firearms from a person who may present a danger to others or themselves. 
Now, uh, I have some issues with that, and I have no no issue. Obviously, I'm confused about this, you know, um, but something should have been should have been done here. Uh, it seems to me that there were uh, failures on a number of levels here that should, that should have prevented this. You're right, Joe. I don't think the price of freedom uh, should include the possibility of, of dying at the supermarket. Let me rephrase that. Well, I understood. Uh, you, know, you know, guys like Bill O'Reilly have said these shootings are the price of freedom. I, I, we can do better than that. It should not be a price of freedom uh, to lose a family member in the produce aisle at a supermarket. That should not be the price of freedom. Correct. Uh, freedom, uh, in t one of the problems in, in our culture, if not the world, hand-in-hand uh, uh, hand with the decline of moral and ethical integrity is the, is the absence of the realization that along with the freedom goes responsibility. And responsibility seems to be getting set aside more and more. Uh, we, the system, whatever that is, the system has a responsibility to have prevented Ahmad al-Aliwi Alyssa from owning a weapon in the absence of Ahmad al-Aliwi Weenie 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 uh, not having any responsibility. He has no, uh, he had no... A moral imperative to keep himself from buying a weapon, and and I think if the system had prevented him from buying a weapon, I don't think my Second Amendment rights would have been trampled on. I don't want crackpots to own weapons. That shouldn't be the price of freedom. So, Kenny, when you say he shouldn't have been allowed to buy the firearm, does that then place the blame on the place that he purchased the firearm from? Or, and the background check that he completed, I know in this state, in order to buy certain firearms, you need to get a per permit to purchase or your permit to carry already um, serves as that. So did he pass that? Where did he buy this? Um, why, there's no sort of psychological test from what I understand. Uh, and I just went through this process again um, a couple of weeks ago up here in Douglas County. And as far as I know, it's just a background check, you know. It's just to check uh, to see for criminal history. Well, then, but none of this fellow's problems apparently went along with him in life. Right. They, they kept getting dropped by the wayside. So now it's 2021, and he enters wherever he bought this, uh, and he's able to procure it apparently without whoever sold it to him knowing about his past. Correct. And who's to blame for that? I don't know. So if they, if they yesterday it came out, I think it was the Associated Press, said that he had purchased the, the, the firearm six days prior to the incident, which means that they have to know where he made the purchase from, correct? One would think. <laughs> Yeah, they're not, they're not revealing that, and I don't know why. It turns out, by the way, that he was on the, on the radar of the FBI, well, but, o but only because the FBI was interested in an associate of his or a friend of his. And so they really, just to say he was on their radar is a bit of misnomer, 
they were aware of him, but again, only because he was familiar with someone else the FBI had been wondering about. Uh, investigators have not established a motive. Uh, law Can enforcement, yeah, no, yes, go ahead. Yeah, back up to that. So what's going on here? Uh, I, I don't, shouldn't that alone slow down the process? You would think it would, wouldn't you? would you? think so. You would think so. All right. Thank you. But it, it seems to me that what we're suggesting, uh, which is a serious tightening of a would-be owner's capability to be law-abiding, uh, is a better reaction to this horrible event in Boulder than these knee-jerk demands for more gun control. Uh, gun control isn't the problem. It's, it's, it's nutcases and, and the disturbed who are a problem. Correct. Correct. When he and was in high school as a senior, he was found guilty of assaulting a fellow student in class. That's according to a police affidavit. So, okay, so given modern technology, this guy goes to buy a gun. He gives him his name. Then the guy at the gun counter, he's got to type something into a computer, and it should have come up that uh, the police were uh, involved in having to quell a disturbance when this kid was a senior in high school because he beat the living crap out of a classmate. And now, now that the, now the NRA people are going to say to me, "Well, you're not going to let him. You're you're not going to forgive him for that incident when he was in high school, huh?" Well, you know what? No, I guess I'm not. Well, but Joe, I guess I'm not. All of us well, were in a that, fight that, in high school. That's exactly what I was going to say, Joe. What? Uh, what you just said, the NRA is going to say that's, and what Chris just said is true. But uh, he was also I, yeah. noted. It was also noted that it was not uncommon for this behavior. That he was routinely prone to rage. Okay. Okay, We're, that's different than you and me and Reavers getting into occasional fight in high school. But what, what do you, where did that come from? The the occasional rage is that from the family? Is that something that was cited medically? What where did that come is from? Is this rumor? Is this fact? Where is it recorded? Uh, is this a professional psych psych psychological evaluation? came from the school. Hmm. Uh, okay. Also, it came from teammates on his high school wrestling team. Okay. Uh, he threatened to kill everyone on the team. Okay, that's was, a red flag. Okay, that's then he was then he was significant. Okay, then he was kicked off the team for that outburst. That uh, he was just one of those guys with a short fuse. Angel Hernandez told the Associated Press, once he gets mad, it's like something takes over and it's not him. There is no stopping him at that point. Okay. Well, okay. You're not getting a gun in my world, pal. If I have access to that. What measures do you want to put into place that aren't already there in order to accomplish that goal? The, the, that's where the, we're going to find the argument oh. and the, the back and forth and the bickering. Oh, it's such a dreadfully slippery slope because yeah. what because yeah. what I would what I would have to be advocating is more instantaneous computer access to every individual in the country. Yep. 
So this guy yeah. goes in, and what pops? See, if I went in, ideally, nothing's going to pop up, and I buy the weapon. But if this guy goes in, what's going to pop up is his high school wrestling teammates noting that he had threatened to kill them all, that he was prone to rage, that he bloodied a classmate, that he was kicked out of the wrestling team, he was kicked out of school and put into community service. I, those are all red flags to me. But how do I get there? How do those get assembled without a complete trampling of your privacy? Exactly. And I don't exactly. know. I don't know. And, yeah, you know, as for the, the big talk now is outlawing these things and taking them away, you do realize that's not going to change a thing, Right. That that is not what you're doing is take you're going to end up removing firearms from law-abiding citizens like me, and, and a firearm in my hand is is not a danger to society, and it's locked up in a safe and it can't be accessed, it can't be ripped off, and, and so what you're doing, you know, that's the old adage, Joe: locks are for honest people. Gun control laws affect only honest people. Yep, they have nothing to do with the problem in this country, yep. which yep. is personal behavior, individual yep. responsibility, moral and ethical integrity. Gun laws are applied only to you and me, period. How come the antis don't see it that way? What are they seeing that we don't see? Well, because they want a finger point right away, Kenny. You, you, no, you it's, it's deeper than that. It's deeper than that. They, the, the Mysterians don't want guns because they'll never have full control unless they get them. Though I don't want to go deep end off a helicopter here, but the idea of, of the government completely controlling your lives cannot take place unless the government has complete control of all weapons. Firearms. Right. Firearms. Firearms. That's just a personal thing with me, and I don't know why it's there. But. So back to the background check issue, and I know each state is different, Kenny, but in, let's just say in this state in particular, what would prevent me from owning or being able to purchase a firearm at DK Mags or whatever? Is it a felony? Is it a misdemeanor? Is it several? What, what, what is it that, has to, that will prevent me from obtaining a gun? What would prevent me well, from obtaining a Well, a felony for gun? sure. Okay, in, that's, that, that's what I wanted to know. Let's bring this closer to home. Have the police ever satisfactorily ex explained why this crackpot in Delano so easily got a uh, permission to buy a weapon. In the Buffalo no. shooting? At Buffalo. What did I say? You said Delano. Okay, I mean, he's drunk on his ass all day long. They had familiarity with him. He's a complete lunatic, and yet he just was able to get a weapon. I can answer your question, Chris. It's long, and I'm reading from a, law, a lawyer's website here. Uh, Minnesota law generally prohibits firearm possessions uh, by a person who has been convicted, adjudicated delinquent, or convicted as an extended jurisdiction juvenile of committing a crime of violence. Uh, and it goes on and on and on. There's a long list of people who cannot be allowed to buy a firearm in this state. And it's mostly to do with previous crime. Uh, domestic abuse, child abuse, uh, has been convicted by the court, is a fugitive, is an unlawful user of a controlled substance, uh, is an undocumented immigrant, dishonorably charged from the services, has renounced citizenship, has been uh, convicted of stalking within three years. Uh, oh, 
gross misdemeanor stalking crimes, and uh, a, a long list of other crimes, including rioting. Wow. Mm-hmm. So basically, all of these judges that are letting, you know, the, the catch and release program that we like to cite, none of those people would be qualified to go to DK Mags to purchase a gun, but yet they're on the street getting them illegally anyway. There you go. And that will never change. You know, I, I, naively, I think I've brought this up before, and I, you don't have to write me emails, GLers, because I see the fundamental problem in my thinking. But wouldn't it be great that if everybody who worked in the gun sales industry took it upon themselves to make the decision? I, they can't. They'd get sued and this and that and the other thing. But you see this moron come in and he's cross-eyed and he's sweating heavily and you uh, well, you start to ask him a few questions and you say to him, uh, you know what, I'm not going to sell you one. I don't want to. I don't want I'm, to. I'm glad you brought that up because uh, I do believe that's happening and where I know it's happening is the dreaded and very uh, scary, scary gun show purchases where the prices of firearms are a bit higher for certain firearms because of the demand and from what i understand in this state if you sell somebody a firearm now i'm just winging it here so if if i make a mistake glers you can correct me but if you sell a fella a firearm that firearm is then used in a felony or a crime they can come back to you and I know of numerous incidences where sellers at gun shows say, nope, not today, pal, and they well, send them away. I find that heartening. I, I, I find that reassuring. Well, well, of course it's never talked about because right. the, the people that want gun control assume that the people that sell at gun shows are just criminals right, and right. They, don't, they don't care who they sell to and they don't think there'll be any consequences that right. is not true would That's... would then holding uh whether it's retailers or uh, shows like you're talking about kenny holding them more accountable would that help i think it's already happening chris okay and i don't i can't answer your question i don't know if it helps and i don't know of any instances where they've done that because the reason i asked that is um there's a large retailer that's very near me that sells uh, firearms. And right. I know that uh, a, a neighbor guy of mine uh, went up there, tried, tried to make a purchase. They made him wait a couple of days like normal. And for whatever yeah. reason, and he was fine with it, by the way. He's like, oh, okay, yeah. I have to go. Yeah. So, and that happened. That's normal. So, that's, so it, was, it was normal for like a, uh, a hunting firearm. Yes, that's exactly sh- what it was. Shotgun or a thirty out 6 Yeah, he and his son were going to go deer hunting. This was right. a while ago. This was a couple years ago. That's completely normal. And the way fellas like me get around that is that we've already had the background check. So when I go to buy a firearm, I give them my card. I give them uh, my permit to carry card. I give them my ID. And I walk out of there with the firearm because I've already gone through the check. Got it. Yep. So much of this is so simple. Uh, the left blames the gun and GLers blame the individual. Yeah. And GLers, uh, you people in Euphoria and Liberal Lakes and Diversityville, we're terribly interested in a solution. And I'll tell you why. The guns aren't going away. And I don't believe the price of freedom should be your brother or sister or wife or child getting shot at a supermarket. Mm-hmm. I want to cure that. I don't believe that should be the price of freedom. Believe I think, me. I think that's we're, BS. We're crushed. Believe me. 
absolutely crushed. This, you know, there are 10 people and all their families that no longer have their loved ones. Mm-hmm. That's crushing. Including a cop who left a six-figure salary to serve the public, had seven kids, and was just probably shy of getting a little better assignment in the department because he wanted to take himself more out of harm's way so he could raise his seven kids. It's heartbreaking. That should not be the price of freedom. So I'm going to reject that argument. If that's the argument coming from the right, or if that's the argument coming from Fox News, or if that's the argument coming from the NRA, I reject it wholeheartedly. Me losing a loved one in a bleeping grocery store because of a madman who should never have had a gun is not the price of freedom. We need to get all parties concerned at the table and work this out. There has to be a way that doesn't infringe on the rights of people like us. Even Matthew Mikulski, the rookie, went and bought a shotgun for his son to use. It Which terrifies me. It terrifies me. I, we, I'm and, kidding. I'm kidding. And he, he took personal responsibility and attended the firearms training courses. Yep. yep. And, and that's o- what you need to do. And the other part of it, too, is... You know, 10 people lost their lives two days ago, and the vast majority of the American public was worried about what skin color the shooter had. Which and is, they still are. Which, that's not, that's really what you're worried about here? American. That's, that's all you need to know, oh. American. Born in Syria and then has spent most of his life here. But you know what? Ali, Abdul, Ababa, Waba, you come into my store, bleep you, I don't like you. I don't like you. I don't like your vibe. That's how I'd run my store, but of course I'd be drummed out of America for that. Well, you, you, you might not. Yeah. But Chris, you really hit on something. So here we are grieving over these 10 people uh, and, and grieving for their families. And this is what we're faced with. Number one, it's a white guy, middle-aged white guy, most dangerous person in the world, mm-hmm. and Trump supporter. Well, it turns out both were completely wrong completely mm-hmm. false the guy hated trump because everybody yeah, yeah. was hyperventilating to get their you know piping hot take out there right away and nothing is getting solved by this finger pointing like i said both parties at the table let's work this out there's got to be a solution when we come back i want to talk about the mis- the, the the disappointing Ooh. the disappointing presidency of barack obama there's only one thing to soothe the savage beast right now. You know what that is? Food. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting a red right. Savoy. The hell with it. I want to get a red Savoy you know, and turn to, off the news and just enjoy the best pizza in the entire world. A rainy day like today might call for a Reds run after the show today. I think you're right, Joe. Oh, absolutely. For, uh, there's 16 locations. There's a red Savoy near you. And if, you, uh, if you're technologically, you don't even have to be technologically advanced because it's been explained to me. You can get an order of free cheese bread right now and that wonderful red <laughs> sauce. And you go on the app. And the you know, and then you order it, and uh, you add the cheese bread mm. to the large pizza that you've ordered. Gellers, you only have to be better than Such at technology, yeah, that's and that's right. a very low. That's a that's the first ring on the ladder. That isn't even limbo to go under that bar. That isn't even playing limbo. <laughs> then at checkout, you put the word Joe, and voila, or is. 
Kenny said it. Viola. Viola. Then, Viola. then the then the uh, the bill for the cheese bread is removed. You're there paying only for your large pizza, and you're taking home the bounty. It's fantastic. It's soda style, S-O-T-A, thin crust, extra thick, luxurious toppings, the greatest cheese, even the sausage is an original Red Schoenheider recipe from back in 1965. It's... Uh, if you haven't had it yet, why not try it on tonight's hump day, rainy day, Wednesday night? Uh, soothe, uh, soothe your aching emotions with a Red Savoy pizza. As I say, there's one near you, Red Savoy Pizza. Hey, GLers, join other successful Minnesota companies that have chose to expand or relocate to Sioux Falls to grow their business. Reduce taxes, red tape, and high costs, and make more money with a business location in Sioux Falls. It all starts with a visit to SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. Hold on, I'm writing some things down here. House Sparrow, Junko, what was he at? What was the other one? Cardinal. Cardinal. All right, I'm ready. Uh, From two strokes to diesels to transmissions and even dirty, muddy old duck guns, it seems like Seafoam has a solution for every problem we face. A wonderful elixir in a world of bad gas. It's available all over the world and easier to find than a house sparrow, a junco, a cardinal, and a chickadee at old uncle joe's bird feeder (laughs) (laughs) yep you can get them and don't forget send your uh hashtag seafoam works stories to k olson at garagelogic.com if we draw your name on fridays you'll win swag and a product but i want you to do so here's some seafoam fun for you i discovered this on youtube Uh, go to youtube search for how to clean a gasoline fuel injection air tank with seafoam spray. Brian walks us through the steps to take to clean out the injectors on a gas engine, and it's not complicated. It's very cool, very easy. All you need is a can of uh, seafoam and a can of seafoam top engine treatment and a Phillips head screwdrivers. It's so easy, even Rookie could do it. He won't do it, of course, but if he, he, he could if he wanted to. Again, go to YouTube and search for how to clean a gasoline fuel injection air intake with seafoam spray. It's a fun thing, and I'm, I'm actually going to do it this afternoon if it ever stops raining up here. It's a wonderful company and an excellent product in a world of bad gas. It is seafoam. Uh, t- this is according to Newsweek. A tweet describing Ahmad al-Aliwi Alyssa, the suspected gunman in Monday's Colorado supermarket shooting, as a white Christian terrorist does not violate the social network's misinformation policies. What? Does not violate. Are you kidding me? And you wonder why I don't think highly of Twitter. (laughs) It does not violate their... He's not a white Christian. Uh, For census-taking purposes, he might be considered white, but he's not a Christian. So, but that's okay. It doesn't violate their misinformation policy. Don't let the facts get in the way of your... I wouldn't. I wouldn't let it bother you. Don't let the facts get in the way of your narrative. Yes, thank you. I don't know from which oceanfront mansion Obama issued this statement uh, (laughs) where he's hiding out from rising sea levels, either in Martha's Vineyard or Hawaii. Uh, I don't know why he would have built on the ocean. I think he did with a wink and a nod. Uh, He released a statement uh, saying the recent killings are being driven by disaffection, racism, and misogyny. Despite Colorado officials identifying the gunman 
as a Syrian-born immigrant. Authorities have not alleged a motive for suspect Ahmad al-Aliwi Alyssa, 21, but his brother said he was very antisocial and suffered from paranoia and possible mental illness. That didn't stop uh, the former president from weighing in. Obama linked mass shootings to discrimination in a message posted to Twitter calling for new gun control laws after the Boulder, Colorado shooting Monday and the murder of eight last week at massage parlors in Atlanta. It will take time to root out the disaffection, racism, and misogyny that fuels so many of these senseless acts of violence, but we can make it harder for those who hate with hate in their hearts to buy weapons of war. We can overcome opposition by cowardly politicians and the pressure of a gun lobby that opposes any limit on the ability of anyone to assemble an arsenal. We can and we must. A once-in-a-century pandemic cannot be the only thing that slows mass shootings in this country. Uh... I'm going to have to agree with something Tucker Carlson said. He called he calls Obama oh. a, a racial arsonist. Well, if you think back through Obama's tenure of eight years in the White House, he didn't do one damn thing to bring any unity to this country. In no. fact, he would light a wash rag full of gasoline and throw it on the latest incident, going back Gladly. to going back to the very beginning of his presidency when he knee-jerked the cop in uh, Cambridge, Massachusetts, who went to the home of Henry Louis Gates, and Gates was a complete creep about it, and uh, Obama ripped the cop. Turns out the cop was doing nothing wrong and, and was behaving fine and has a great reputation in the community. Obama has never missed a chance to stick the knife in and just twist it. He has no. never missed a chance, and that's pathetic. He's a tremendous disappointment in my estimation. Race relations are worse right now than they have been at any time in my life. I don't think that's yeah. an exaggeration. Really? You think he, it's worse now than it was in the 60s? Well, it, it seems to me no, that they're trying no. to bring it okay. back, Chris. I'm just trying it to seems, help you, Joe. <laughs> I know. It's, it, it seems like they're fanning the flames and trying to, to bring it back to what it, to what it was. But Obama, I, I could say the same thing about Obama that I've said about Melvin Carter. You, you of all presidents, you had the greatest soapbox of any president in the country. Young, gifted, educated, black family man raising children. What did you do instead? You became a racial arsonist. You just threw your flaming wash rag full of gasoline into these incidents and then watch from the sidelines. You didn't do a damn thing. Nothing. Somebody has will have he, to explain to me what he did that was positive. Has he ever commented on the crime in Chicago? How many people have died in Chicago this year? How many people have died in Minneapolis and St. Paul uh, this year? Has he said anything about that? Does he ever talk about black-on-black -black crime? Does he talk about anything other than incidents like these? And then, like you say, Throw a throw a, a rag of gas on the fire. That's all he does. Other recent mass shootings were committed out of religious zeal, which went unmentioned by Obama, by radicalized Muslim Americans whose families recently immigrated to the U.S. Let's mm -hmm. go back a couple of years to the, uh, who was the worker in California, a Muslim worker who shot up uh, his workplace. He, re he left the oh, workplace. Oh, San Bernardino. Some yeah, then he returned and uh, uh, shot up the workplace. I'm uh, looking it up right now. What did that have to do with misogyny, Barack? What, what, what did that have to do with, uh, well, 
The 2016 mass murders of 49 at the Pulse nightclub in Orlando, Florida, was committed by Afghan-American Omar Mateen, who pledged allegiance to ISIS. The 2015 fatal shooting of five in Chattanooga, Tennessee, was committed by Kuwait-born Muhammad Abdulaziz. And the 2015 San Bernardino, California shootings of 14 were committed by Pakistan by a Pakistani-American couple. Saeed Rizwan Farooq and Tashif Malik, a married on, couple Obama. living in the city of Redlands. Quit being such a disappointment, Obama. God almighty, it's too late now. You had your chance. You had eight years of the most important soapbox of any president in this country, just like Melvin Carter has the most important soapbox of any mayor in the history of the city of St. Paul, and yet both, in their own way, are rejecting that soapbox to cling to the narrative of the mystery. It's just a crying shame. It really is. Obama, so much could be said. He's far worse. Obama, far worse. Uh, he, I, I believe you're right. He created a bigger racial divide. He did more to make Americans hate each other than any other president. And he did a lot to place suspicion of police in the minds of young black men. Now, young black men have been violated at the hands of police, but not to the extent where it should now be part of national black culture to condemn police departments. And he's right on board with that. And he he just is still a darling of the left, just a darling of the left. The papers couldn't print his statement fast enough about this. And he didn't call for any personal responsibility. He doesn't call for moral and ethical integrity. He doesn't call for families to remain strong and disciplined. He's always got something to blame this on, always. Mm -hmm. Just a shame. It's just a shame. That's a great point because, you know, right now I've got CNN on. All they're talking about is gun control measures, gun control measures. That's all they're talking about all morning. The biggest threat that this country is facing is a lack of parenting. Well, how about the parents of the shooter in Boulder, Colorado? Apparently they had a big home, seven bedrooms, and he was living there, and they saw him fooling around with this gun. They didn't do anything about it. They did nothing. They ought to be locked up along with this nutcase. The price of liberty should not be you dying in a supermarket. That should, I, I reject it. I reject it. I'm not willing to die so this guy could own a gun. How do you like that one? Yeah. Nope, I'm not making that trade-off. Kid school shouldn't die as the price of liberty. That's BS. And instead of all of these political posturings and divides, why don't we figure out a way to follow up on every single red flag that's ever been existed? Now, again, I suppose I'm going to be taken to task for that because I'm being terribly, uh, uh, what am I being? I'm, I'm being sensible. I'm being aware. I, I don't care if you, my neighbor, own a gun because you've done uh, the right things to acquire it and you've led a noble, uh, responsible life and I don't think I'm going to lose my life at the supermarket because of you. But if some crackpot gets a hold of a gun, that's not right. That's, we've got to figure this out. This, and I got news for you, Euphorians. You've got to figure it out because the guns aren't going away. There's more guns in this country than there are people. 
They're not going away short of my super magnet theory, which is getting to be 25 years old. Suspend a giant super magnet, magnet above the planet Earth and attract to it every single gun ever made. That means no more soldiers, no more police, no more anything. All guns are now uh, in outer space. Attached to a some big kind of magnet. Hip? You're some kind of hippie or something. Yeah, I'm uh, what, what about the automobiles and bridges and cars no i would no the magnet would be designed only to get guns oh not, okay. not any oh. other metal not okay. any other oh, I interesting see. i see yeah i see. No, I, 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 I have the patent there's, in mind i just haven't finished it up yet minor flaws in that there. but i'm seeing a big horseshoe shaped yeah. magnet red and black something the coyote would have bought uh, a wily yeah. coyote would wily have bought coyote got it at acme right right it would have been delivered by amazon <laughs> yeah huh well, good luck with that one, right. my friend. Yeah. I do know of, I have two stories from GLers where the family has stepped in and uh, removed firearms from a relative's home. One was in the case of a, a suicidal individual. They thought it necessary, and they snuck in there and took him out. And the other one was a case, uh, it was a red flag case, where they just simply went in. They didn't trust the guy. And uh, they went in and took them all, and they ended up, the police ended up getting involved, and I don't know how it was ever resolved. But, you know, there are cases where family does take care of this uh, on their own. They have Sometimes to. Without, without the assistance of authorities. They just step right. in and, and handle it. Right. Because that's what they're supposed to do. It's kind of like sneaking the keys out of your drunken buddy's pocket when the, you're at the bar, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know this mm -hmm. asshat's going to try to get in his car, so let's either, A, disable the vehicle or, or get his keys from him, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I, it's, a, it's a fine how do you do, and uh, I got an email from, who's this from? Jason, who says, Hail the Flashlight King. Hail, Hail you! you. Good morning. I finally caught up on the podcast and had a good laugh at your expense. Last month, I went to the Utah-Colorado border to hunt mountain lions. I oh, stopped boy. in Denver to buy my hunting license and get a free high. From Denver to Colorado <laughs> Springs smelled like a giant marijuana pipe, so much so that it actually made my stomach hurt and gave me a headache. Sure, people head there to go skiing, but first they have to get up off the couch and put the Doritos away. I mean, people standing outside businesses, smoking joints like Kenny outside, sucking down a lung dart. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> Point number two, backing up another GLer. Our son was born six weeks early. Uh, I'm not going to tell you his name because I don't want to get mad at you if you foghorn it. Tomorrow will mark three weeks of him. Tomorrow will mark three weeks of him and my wife being in the children's hospital in Minneapolis. I asked the doctors and nurses if we would be reunited as a family by Easter. I told them he has a lot of family to meet. Their response was, we sure hope so. They thought it was great that the family was getting together and getting to see the little one. So I'll head back Friday to see them for the weekend and pray that they get to come home. Uh, okay, keep pushing back Jason and Wadena. Uh, again, that seems to contradict uh, everything we've heard about. Oh, don't let grandfather in there yet. But all these doctors are saying, yeah, show the kid off. What the hell? But he said by Easter? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. It's yeah. what, a week and a half? Yeah, it's a week from Sunday, I believe. You know what you need for Easter? You need a ham. Yeah, you do. I can get you a ham. I can get you a ham at Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. It'll be the best 
Easter ham you've ever had. It truly is fantastic. I'm a ham connoisseur only when it comes to the kind of uh, smoked thick ham that they sell at Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. This is in addition to 110 flavors of brats and three kinds of meatloaf and steaks and jerky and seasoning. The seasoning gets rave reviews uh, and the word is official. Not the location, but the word is official that a second Grunhofer's location is in the offing. We just don't know where yet. And no, Dave, down in Nebraska, I really doubt that Grunhofer's is going to put up a second store in Lincoln, Nebraska. I predict it will be somewhere in the seven-county metropolitan mosquito control district, where it should be, so other GLers can have access to the great, great products at Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo. It's on Highway 61. Where else? It's right at the north end of Hugo on Highway 61, Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meat. Did you know that the sewer line that runs from your house underneath your front yard is your responsibility until it connects to the city sewer? Your sewer line can get clogged by tree roots or it can crack or break or collapse because it's old or the ground shifts over time. If your sewer line gets really clogged, it can cause sewage to back up into your home. You do not want that. If you have a sewer or drain problem, better call Bonfi. Save $150 off an intensive sewer line cleaning when you tell the folks at Bonfi Royce sent you. Hey, become a part of the Chill Boys family like the entire Garage Logic staff and also so many of you GLers right now that have made your purchase for maybe for yourself or for somebody else. It doesn't matter because they are the hands down most comfortable underwear you will ever own. I promise you. They have a wide variety. It's performance boxers, bamboo boxers, bamboo boxer briefs. Just check out their website right now, chillboys.com. There you can place your order for the comfortable boxers, or maybe you want a couple of cool t-shirts, sunglasses, whatever you want. Go online right now. Here's the coolest part. If you have an order over $40, it ships fast and free in the United States. Yeah, anywhere. They're a local Minnesota company, and they are so happy to be part of the Garage Logic family. They also have a really cool number of sale items that are going on right now. So do like we did. Become a part of the Chill Boys family, whether you want the performance, the bamboo, it doesn't matter. You're going to really be happy with your purchase at Chill Boys Brand on Twitter. University of Garage Logic 98, College of Self Esteem, Zip, Nada, Nothing. Here's Joe Suchere. This is funky. Is that Dylan? Yes, it is. 50 years in Monticello. Happy birthday to you. I'm talking about Moon Motorsports, family-owned for 50 years, a multi-line power sports dealer, one of the biggest in the state. And it is busy up at Moon today. Like I've been saying, snowmobile riders, this is our time of the season. And I figured something out. Forget about the uh, 48-hour rule. Check this out. The Skidoo Spring Order, that's in effect until the end of the month, the 31st. The Polaris Snow Check until the 15th of April. Order now. Pick them up this fall you don't have to worry about trying to explain them to you know the missus or the mister all season long and remember all remaining in stock snow apparel even helmets 
still 25% off. Big, big, big party coming up in May, the annual open house. And, boy, we're going to throw the doors open, and you'll see the very best in power sports, uh, sports. Full display right there in Moon and in the parking lot and everywhere around it. It's going to be a festive gala in Monticello. Uh, Ride-ready machine optimization consultations with experts. Tell me what I just said. Huh? Come on, what what did I just say? Uh, take your riding to the next level with the latest machine technologies and accessories. Go ahead, tell me what I just said. Go ahead. I got up. I'm watching a squirrel trying to get to the suet feeder. <laughs> I'll tell you what I just said. They're going to help us trick out our rides with add-ons that are actually helpful to both performance and rideability. See, I, I know how to read that speak. Moon Motorsports. They're right there on the south side of 94. <laughs> Did you get him? <laughs> no, I got to go to the window. Damn it. Just, one of these days, he's going to break the glass. Yes, he is. Uh, where was I? South side of 94, just a little bit west of 25 in Monticello. You're going to love it. Uh, May 8th, save the date there. The very best, moonmotorsports.com. I don't know his launch point. Uh, it, it It's out of my vision. He, he goes out of my vision looking through the window and he has a launch point and the next thing you know you see him flying through the air and he lands on the little suet hut <laughs> the damnedest thing the damnedest thing <clears throat> ramsey county <laughs> unveiled its new economic competitiveness competitiveness and inclusion plan oh Believed to be the first in Minnesota. The plan will shape county investments over the next four years through the lens of racial equity, and it will require a hefty property tax hike to get it oh. done. Oh, you're oh. I'm sure going to sign up for that, Such, huh? So your days of paying super low taxes in St. Paul are about over. Systemic problems require systemic solutions, said Ramsey yep. County Commissioner Nicole Joy Fretham. I just want to express my excitement for this and acknowledge that this plan is probably going to make folks uncomfortable. Oh, I don't think so. Why? Why would that happen? Why would wow. that make me uncomfortable? Wow. So they're actually admitting that this is going to hurt. Yep. Wow. Wow. Oh, I just can't get my way all the way through this. But the, the key strategies... Include giving minority businesses more support in order to see 500 more minority enterprises created. Okay. Uh, using the HRA levy to create 15,000 affordable housing units throughout the county. Yeah, take a lot of money to create that. Mm, I don't know about that one, but go ahead. Giving priority to projects that increase housing supply for households at 30% of area median income. Establishing policies for all multifamily housing projects receiving county funding, such as requiring landlords to accept housing choice vouchers, agree to house persons with high-risk backgrounds, and permit excessive rent or f and prevent, uh, uh, prohibit excessive rent or free fee increases. Well, why would anyone buy a, want to be a property owner? No, you don't. Yeah, they're discouraging it, the notion altogether. You don't, yeah. Getting, you, getting utility partners to give credits to low-income housing owners' tenants for using climate-friendly programs. 
using HRA funding to incentivize actions that encourage multifamily zoning, okay, growing the portfolio of small-scale housing development to increase the number of minority developers and identify financial support for those new and existing. I can't go on. Can you it's, go back to the it's climate? It's all giveaway program. Go back to the climate thing you mentioned about five items ago, something about giving government something credits to oh, getting you yeah. getting getting utility partners to give credits to low-income housing owners slash tenants for using climate friendly programs uh, okay I'm trying to figure out what they mean by that do they mean tenants are going to be buying into green I don't know, green whatever. It, in order it's like the rest of this. It's essentially meaningless. It's yeah, meaningless. I can't figure it out. What is that? Well, let me cut to the chase. Is our friend, our friend Kendall Qualls, who wrote this for the Pioneer Press, uh, to be uh, uh, Deanna Weniger. Weniger. Well, congratulations, Deanna. She had the good sense to try to get another side of this, and she contacted our friend Kendall Qualls. Good. What did Kendall have to say? Who said their data's flawed? He's in charge of Take Back. Uh, he's in charge of uh, Take Charge, an organization that supports Black Americans. He said the inequities are less about race and more about culture and failed government policies. Yeah. Stop comparing apples to oranges. We have a two-parent privilege issue in our country and state, not a white privilege issue. He said. They are yeah. comparing black versus other ethnic groups when 85% of black families are fatherless homes on public assistance. No other ethnic has this dynamic. Black Americans di didn't used to live like this. They had a family structure. It wasn't until they were it wasn't until we were government help the federal government financially incentivizing women to have children out of wedlock and paying them to remain unmarried that we saw a spike in fatherless homes. He added that increasing taxes wow. on current residents in order to bring a wave of subsidized rental units into neighborhoods could cause more people to move out of the county and fill apartments with fatherless families. Boy, he just dropped a truth bomb. He's Holy a, cow. He's Ooh. a pushbacker. He's a pushbacker. See, what I was thinking, wait, wait a second. What I was thinking with the incentive programs as far as energy and green stuff goes, no poor people they're not going to buy into your Green New Deal garbage because they're still trying to put food on their family. That's right. They're trying to scrape two nickels together to buy a bleeping can of soup for the family. They're not going to buy into your green nonsense. Hey, Joe, really quick before you move on. You just read a stat that blew my mind that Kendall had in this piece. Did he say 85%? Our fatherless homes on public assistance. 85 Mm-hmm. My God, I didn't realize it was that high. Mickey Murray, former chair of the Republican Party in Minnesota's 4th Congressional District, which covers nearly all of Ramsey County and part of Washington County, said this plan does not address three things, helping those who've dropped out of high school, putting pressure on developers, and incentivizing people to be self-sufficient. Part of the challenge is to incentivize people. God, that word is driving me crazy. It's almost like uptick. Uh, part of the challenge is to incentivize people to carry themselves so that the ongoing investment in public dollars is not necessarily for someone to sustain what they've got. It's wonderful to help people get over the hump of an emergency, but if I 
need an infusion of cash on a regular basis to maintain my housing, that's not necessarily incentivizing people to improve. Their housing may be stable, but at some point there is a diminishing return on that investment. Of course there is. There is nothing in this except collectivism. There is nothing in this, again, except pandering white euphorians and mysterians believing that unless we take care of you, you black people, you are incapable of it. Unless we come forward and do it for you, we make you less than. We are pandering disingenuous fools. And you keep lapping up what we sell you. We'll just go tax some more white people, and then we'll give that money to you because you can't do it without us. It's all BS. It's just, it has been from day one. It's B as in B, S as in S. They're going to take my money and give it to a black family and say, here, here, we got some of Sushi's money. That'll help pay your rent because we don't expect you to do anything about it. We sure as hell don't expect you to do anything about it. We're here to help you. Well, you just took Such's money for this month's rent. What about next month's rent? The that'll neighbor? Have to be, uh, that'll have to be Kenny Olson's money. Well, what, what happens when you run out of people to take money from? Then That's what? the old saying about socialism. It lasts as long as it does until you run out of other people's money. Oh, that's a great phrase. Well, oh, then, boy. Then we would just have another stimulus uh, program, right, Joe? Again, right, Chris, though, but again, where does <laughs> that come from? Speaking of which, I looked up this woman who was quoted, uh, Ramsey County Commissioner Nicole Joy Fretham. She's, uh, she's married. She's got a family. She's got three kids. She's in law school. Uh, she represents North Oaks, Vadness Heights, Shoreview. Uh, you know, I thought she had a fighting chance to be normal, but she's not normal. She's a mysterious. She wants other people's money so that she can uh, create a situation in which she thinks she's remedying something. She's not remedying anything. She's just sustaining the status quo. We're here to tell you, you can't get anywhere without my kind of thinking. What a, uh, black people, you gotta, the only people that can push back are black people, because no one's gonna listen to me. Well, the problem is they are pushing back and they're being ignored. Nobody cares about what Kendall has to say. Except well, for us. We do. <laughs> right. Right. Here, listen to this to answer your question, Chris. Uh, and this was buried in the back of the paper. Uh, Biden moves on to 3T in stimulus cash. The Biden administration is considering as much as $3 trillion worth of measures to include in the long-term economic program that will follow the $1.9 trillion pandemic relief bill signed earlier this month. It just keeps going. Keeps going. Mm -hmm. Including $400 billion for so-called green spending. Yep. Oh, it's a shame. Uh, that word keeps this, coming up of what's happening to us uh, in this once wonderful country. It's a shame. It, what? It's a shame. We're, we're just uh, losing our righteous sense of indignation. It's, uh, it's tough to push back when the country's so horribly divided. Just horribly divided. And no one was more right than Kendall Qualls. No one is more right. We were doing fine until you decided to help us, is what he's saying. Because the way he made it sound is there, there was a point where the, the and I don't want to put words in his mouth, but the black family strove for greatness. 
And what he's Read saying is... Read the whole is, quote again. Read it all again. You're so right, Chris. You're so right. Some say the county is still missing key steps to help minority communities, specifically the black community, find economic equity. Their data is flawed, said Kendall Qualls, head of Take Charge, an organization that supports black Americans. He says the inequities are less about race and more about culture and failed government policies. Stop comparing apples to oranges. We have a two-parent privilege issue in our county and state, not a white privilege issue, he said. They are comparing black versus other ethnic groups when 85% of black families are fatherless homes on public assistance. No other ethnic has this dynamic. Black Americans, black Americans didn't used to live with this family structure. It wasn't until we were government help the federal government financially incentivizing women to have children out of wedlock and paying them to remain unmarried, that we saw a spike in fatherless homes. Mic drop. Wow. Mm -hmm. We've been saying that for years in GL. Black parents quit telling the schools, for example, to do your kid a favor. All they're doing is diminishing your child under this guise of white guilt or white privilege or whatever this white BS they keep dreaming up. Kendall Qualls is a black guy. He's not blaming white people for any of this. We don't have white privilege. We have two-parent privilege, he said. Yeah. You know, and we still, we still, have, uh, still have him. Prime example, uh, our guy Marcus Hunter II. He's up there on the north side ducking the bullets every day. He's got a bright future in front of him. If he lives that long, yeah, but he need, he too needs to tweak his thinking. Well, he, what he, do you expect from a guy no, I, that I lives in the I ghetto with dead ghosts of his family and friends all around him, including oh, his dad? Yeah. You know, and he's a bright, well-educated kid, and he's having a hard time seeing his own future. Well, I've already I've told him what his future could be. He's a writer. Yeah. He's a pretty damn well, good writer. Pretty damn good writer. Can we take a short time out, please? Sure. Why don't For we a do little that? water break. It's been a long winter for Minnesota businesses. Now it's time to spring forward to Sioux Falls. I'm Dean Dizek with the Sioux Falls Development Foundation. Sioux Falls has what your business needs to make a fresh start. Fewer taxes, less business regulation, and higher profits along with build-ready sites and available buildings to get you up and running fast. Best of all, companies of all sizes make more money in Sioux Falls. We've got the details on our website at SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. Now more than ever, Minnesota companies are talking with us about expansion or relocation to the Sioux Falls area. Minnesota business people are excited about our short commutes, safe streets, and quality-of-life excellence. Make your move to Sioux Falls. You'll find productive people, affordable land, reduced red tape, and fewer taxes, not to mention higher profits. Spring is a great time to expand or relocate your business to Sioux Falls. Pay us a visit at SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. Bear with me. And Truth, Justice, and the Suchery. Here's a man who watches the Gulf Channel 24 hours a day. Uh, He's Kenny Olson. 
The only bad part about being hundreds and hundreds of miles, well, not hundreds and hundreds, but I'm, I'm far away from the state's tallest buildings. I'm out of range for pro turf. Uh, but if you live in the general metro area, there is no better way to have a beautiful lawn all season long than by uh, clicking on professionalturf.com. However, I'm going to say something right now, something pretty bold. I guarantee you that my former yard in South Minneapolis already greening up. And the rest of the GL crew, you guys are all signed up and ready for the unofficial neighborly contest of who has the most luscious lawn on the block. I can see you out there, Zooch, about June as your neighbors go by just going, huh? Huh? What do you think? Huh? Huh? Did you did you recommend to the people who bought your house that they should retain Pro Turf? I didn't I didn't talk to those people or live leave a forwarding address or oh, phone right, number. Right. I'm not talking to those people. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's too late to back out, people. Uh, <laughs> click that link and professionalturf.com. Uh, you're going to schedule a free in-person estimate. They do business the old-fashioned way. They show up at your door, and if you so choose, you can sign up for a season of treatment, liquid, granular fertilizers applied by a full-time year-round employee, years of experience, more knowledge about your lawn than you'd have uh the best thing i ever did for my lawn period neighbors always coming to me going hey what's the deal dude uh same deal with the pro turf landscape guys they built an awesome patio in my backyard it really helped with the sale actually it, it increased the equity in turn helped the price landscaping sprinkler service and the best lawn on the block remember this professionalturf.com all right our old friend Hillevy has written us. She used to write frequently. She lives out in Colorado. And uh, it's uh, ironic because we had just been talking about what Ramsey County intends to do. Uh, Many times I have heard you attribute one of the causes of the country's wide failure of moral and ethical decline to the increase in single-parent families. For some time, I have wanted to write you and ask you to reconsider this supposition and perhaps to redirect the fault. As a teacher, I have experienced many faculty room conversations where a child has been academically dismissed because he or she had a single mother or was economically disadvantaged. It has always enraged me. Here's why. Throughout history, in post-war eras, we had huge upticks. Oh, please don't use that word, Hillaby. A huge uptick in single-parent households due to the deaths of the mostly male population. During those times, money was scarce, children were called upon to take more household responsibility and to care for one another, and families were less mobile, so they lived within a community of close-knit relatives, friends, and churches. Also throughout the country, there was an expectation that if you were caught behaving in a way that shamed your family, you were called out by other family members, friends, neighbors, your pastor, and teachers. You were held accountable for your actions. The police were looked up to as guardians of our towns. Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, and church youth groups were thriving organizations that supported the moral compass of our Judeo-Christian values. I speak from experience. I grew up in a single-parent family because my mom died when I was nine from exposure to radiation while serving her country during World War II at Hanford Nuclear Test Site. My father was a buyer for a lumber company and traveled extensively. Everyone, and I mean everyone, pitched in. My grandmother, I'm sorry, my grandfather retired from the grocery business to care for my older brother and me. Families from my church were always there. My neighbor and my Girl Scout leader, Mrs. Gunsalis, had six kids. She told me recently, she's 90 and going strong, 
What was one more? All my teachers kept an eye out for me. There are stories like mine throughout history, including those uh, whom I greatly admire. C.S. Lewis lost his mom at 10. George Washington and Thomas Jefferson and 10 other presidents lost their fathers when they were young. The list is endless. But Joe, it is my belief that the moral and ethical integrity that we lack is due to misguided values over the last 50 years, thanks to a society of always available and well-meaning counselors, psychiatrists, and social workers who have tried to convince us that children should always be happy. That is the ultimate goal, and if they aren't happy, it's because they are victims of someone else's behavior, not their own poor choices. Psychologists have told parents not to burden children with chores and high expectations. Schools are advised to remove grades in competition. Instead of an F, teachers are told to write, still emerging. And because a child has only one parent, of course they will be maladjusted and need counseling. And whatever you do, don't discipline youth for bad behavior. Instead, just reward them for good behavior, and that will incentivize them to do good. Oh, and church is oppressive. Rules stifle the creative spirit. This, in my opinion, is the recipe for what we have now. No morals and no integrity. And as a result, yes, we have single parents, and we also have traditional two-parent families with out-of-control children, always fighting back from Colorado, a former single mom whose maladjusted son became a neurologist. Well, isn't Hillary answering her own question here? What do you mean? Well, everything she described about her upbringing no longer exists. Oh, sure. Yes. Everything you described, Hillary, no longer exists, especially the church part and the respect for police. That's gone. What I think she's wishing me to do is to understand that you can be the child of a single parent and still make it. Oh, of course you can. I don't uh, I don't disbelieve that, but the... Uh, uh, generally speaking, uh, every guidance system that Hillary points out uh, that helped uh, single uh, parents and single parent families uh, lead flourishing lives, those support systems are really gone. They're just, they're just gone. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, if Hillary, you want me to acknowledge that that yes, uh, great things can still happen to a child being raised by only a mother and, uh, or father. Of course I do. Of course I can. I, I'm sure it happens all the time. But in the main, in the main, as Father Whalen used to say, that is not the case. That is not the case. Are you guys uh, aware of my fondness for automobiles? <laughs> I've vaguely heard a, heard a thing or two. I about mean, that. it's yeah. it, you know, it could get to the point where it's a problem, especially when I hang around a place like Schmel's Countryside, where they also have the Alfa Romeos and the Fiats. I purchased a. Good half dozen cars from Schmelz Countryside, Volkswagen, and Maplewood over the years, and I will continue to. It's a multi-generational family operation. They don't own 40 to 60 stores. They don't own stores in other states. They own Schmelz Countryside and have for more than 60 years at that, uh, what do I call it? The quadrant. The The quadrant of uh, Highway 36 and 61 right there in the southeast quadrant. Right now, a fabulous deal on a Volkswagen sign-and-drive SUV event. And if you have not checked out the uh, new Volkswagen Atlas, do yourself a favor. So on the Atlas and the Tiguan, 0% interest for 72 months on all SUVs. 
That is extraordinary. Also, this month and next, April, check out a special tire event. Pay for three tires and get one free, and this applies to most makes, models, and sizes. It's right, you know what, it's on our chain, it's on our chain of love, going up Highway 61. It's just off 61 on on 36 and 61. They're 10 minutes from Minneapolis, five minutes from St. Paul, and a great website that you can always check out the inventory, schmelzvw.com. But I've been going there for years. I will continue to I've been satisfied with every vehicle I've ever purchased from Schmel's Countryside, and I intend to continue that because I said my uh, my affection for automobiles could get to be a problem. You know, sometimes <laughs> yeah, I just run out of space yeah. to put them. But I really yeah. like cars, and I like what Volkswagen has to offer. Schmel's Countryside in Maplewood. You'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Souchere. Hey, don't forget you can spring forward with a new business location in Sioux Falls. Build ready sites and available buildings in Sioux Falls. Get your company up and running fast. You can find fewer taxes, less red tape, and higher profits in Sioux Falls. Spring is a great time to check out SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. Only because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park in Mumpumalanga, South Africa, from our friend Tom Lyman, a.k.a. Wanda Gag. It was on this day in 1858, the first year of our statehood, the printing press of the St. Cloud Visitor was destroyed by a mob. The paper's editor, Jane Gray Swisshelm, a feminist and abolitionist, had angered local businessman and slave owner, Sylvanus B. Lowry. Swisshelm soon obtained a press, a new press, and printed the story of her press's destruction and the names of the culprits, which results in a libel case and the, de- and the termination of the paper. A week later, she began publishing the St. Cloud Democrat, which she ran for eight years. Huh. Wow. Slave right, owner. Right there in the... Right there, you, do you mean <laughs> former slave owner? I don't know. Kenny was prior to the Civil War, wasn't it? Yeah. We didn't have slaves in Minnesota. Well, it says uh, this guy Such, was. Um, going all the way back to the beginning of the program today, we were talking about gun laws and specifically the red flag laws. Our buddy Jordy sent me a very interesting piece that uh, was released in Forbes magazine today. That's a credible source. Uh, It was put out today at 12.40 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Headline, Biden administration urges Supreme Court to let cops enter homes and seize guns without a warrant. And it's a prime example of why the red flag laws are good and evil. Bad and and sometimes good, and I sent it. I forwarded it to you, forwarded it, it to you, and I'm hoping you'll read it and comment on it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But there's a case in front of the Supreme Court right now, uh, and that's what this piece is all about in today's Forbes. Is this what President Biden was referring to yesterday, Kenny? When we played I that audio, I believe it is. Okay. Yeah, I believe it is. Very yep. good. Very good. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, we got a visitor during oh, the show scared today. Scared me. Scared me. You well, grab- I, I already can smell a rat about this, but we'll talk about it tomorrow. Yeah, well, read it with an open mind, and I will. let's talk I about will. it. Yeah, I will. I but will. Jordy, keep uh, Jordy sends me a lot of stuff firearms related, and mm-hmm. let me say, keep it up. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it. Thanks, GLers. Yes. Hey, don't forget, by the way, 
as long as you're on your uh, internets, to download the PodMN app. And also, please do us a favor and subscribe to Garage Logic on YouTube. Also, via that PodMN app, you get a chance to win some Garage Logic swag just simply by listening to us on that app. Yep, it's just that easy. Uh, download it today for your Apple and Android devices. PodMN. Hey, we'll catch you tomorrow. Bras. Okay, Bras.